Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is Giving Tuesday. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zensalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so it is actually Giving Tuesday as we tape this. Yes, we are taping on Tuesday. Which is partly why we decided to slightly revisit a topic that we did probably three years ago. Something like that. Especially given that with the pandemic going on and the lack of help from the current administration in terms of services and mm -hmm, anything... <laughs> The need is greater this year than it has been in the past, and I'm sure we've all seen the long line of vehicles at any sort of food bank or giveaway for any sort of help. Yes. So if you have the means and you can do something, it is mm -hmm. encouraged to please, especially today, Giving Tuesday of all days and beyond, mm -hmm. to help. So we pulled together our brains and resources to come up with some thoughts and ways to get you started. And we know that this is going to be published out there after Giving Tuesday. The important thing to know is that giving like this is not just a one day a year kind of event. No. There are many organizations that Giving Tuesday has become a, a massive income driver in a really helpful way. Like it matters to understand the impact and the power that can come from a day where people are intentionally focusing on that. But your giving can happen any time of year. And the kind of giving where you set up that 5 or $10 monthly contribution to an organization that you have come directly from your bank account, not on a credit card, so that when your credit card expires, it doesn't term out. Mm -hmm. But to set up those recurring small donations, that is actually the bread and butter, the baseline Here's how we're going to pay our employees. Which because means it's that steady, right? It's steady income. So there's kind of two big worlds of how we give. Oftentimes we want to give directly to the projects where we want to give directly to make sure someone receives something on the ground. But there's also giving to an organization so that they can stay in business. So think about it. You can't have a food bank properly giving out food if you don't have an administrator who is financially stable and has the kind of structure around them at home and health insurance and those kinds of things to be well enough themselves to keep a food bank properly running. So I will offer the encouragement that if on Giving Tuesday, you were able to go out there with a big bang and give five, five hundred, five thousand dollars $5,000, whatever it was that you've been able to give on Giving Tuesday, in these days to come, think about how you might consider an ongoing financial contribution to the organizations that we're offering or talking about or that you gave to, because that's what's going to help us long term as a whole overarching community find our way towards better, healthier, safer community living. Well, and for many people, it's easier to sort of have that monthly gift go out rather than trying to save for one big thing. For a lot of people, totally. budgeting is their joy in life. It may be more beneficial to them. Yeah. And I want to say that this is a deeply spiritual topic that for folks who find faith to be something that guides them and kind of moves them along, being people of generous spirit and being able to give away financial abundance 
it's an incredible spiritual discipline. It's something that gives the ability to recognize when abundance is staring at you in the face Mm -hmm. and it helps you to lean into God providing and not just your own bootstraps providing for you. So this is an intensely spiritual, at least for me and my family, it's a very spiritually motivated practice. Well, it's wonderful in a way to remind everybody in the family. It's something I remember doing with the kids, especially when they were younger and we would go and we'd be buying Christmas presents for the family and for the friends. Mm -hmm. But to have them pick out something that they were going to donate to a food drive or a toy drive Mm -hmm. also was a wonderful practice for them to see that there is need out there and thinking beyond what do you want, what is on your list, your things, how you can help others. It was a wonderful thing, and I've got to remember to do that more often. (laughs) It's an opportunity, right? Absolutely. We have these opportunities to do this. Okay, that said, I think the greatest need at this point, at least what I'm hearing and seeing, is food banks. Food banks are running incredibly low, given what they've been trying to do so far in the pandemic, and the need is always greater, it seems, in the wintertime. Absolutely. And during COVID, we have seen the use of food banks just skyrocket. So for example, Central Lutheran partners with Northeast Emergency Food Program, we have for decades supported this organization. It's overseen, Northeast Emergency Food Program is overseen by Ecumenical Ministries of Oregon. Mm -hmm. And it is run out of a congregation in Cully neighborhood, which is a neighborhood in the Portland area that has quite a low income. And there in the Cully neighborhood, they saw an increase from, and I'm going to get these numbers wrong. So I'm just going to get like way wrong numbers instead of trying to get sort of accurate numbers because the meeting was a long time ago. (laughs) But it was something like if they had seen, you know, 10 people on a weekend, they were seeing 700 people on a weekend now. Mm -hmm. And it seriously increased to like they are, and this is not a made up number. I think they're seeing somewhere between four and 7,000 clients a week now. Wow. It's astonishing. Just the incredible spike in services that they've seen. And all of this, while not only trying to provide a dignified, individually centered service to these folks, but to do so safely during COVID. Yeah. Which means a lot of personal protective equipment and a lot of things that they have needed to be able to keep volunteers safe. And the volunteer work has completely changed because now we need people to be able to carry 40 or 50 pound boxes. And they have done so much work and they're such an incredible group and their executive director is amazing. And so for Central, we have this partnership with Northeast Emergency Food Program that we're definitely grateful to have been able to offer extra financial support this year in particular. And it's a program that I would highly commend to anyone. They partner with Oregon Food Bank. Sure. Oregon Food Bank helps supply the food that is then, of course, distributed via Northeast Emergency Food Program. So that's how you kind of get some of those partnerships. And right now it really is the donation of money is a way that they are able to leverage your dollars to go farther than even me shopping at Winco to bring them a donation of beans or tomatoes or whatever. They can make that stretch. 
It is amazing. We often like to give a thing, a can, a mm. bag of whatever. But for a lot of these places, especially now, I have heard that the call for actual monetary donations, because they can make the better determination of what the need is, what the specific mm -hmm. need is. And often I'm guessing they can find a way to make that money go further for them. Absolutely. Right now, especially that is the case. Okay. So that's the food banky thing, which is big, obvious first mm -hmm. stop. Well, and I also want to offer that there's a new thing going on around Portland right now called Portland Free Food Fridges. Oh, really? And I know folks who are both hosting a free fridge, and I know some folks who are donating to the free fridges. And I don't know all the details on them, and I don't know what the health and safety regulations on this are. So I want to be careful offering this out. And at the same time, if you look up Portland Free Fridges, you can find them on Instagram and you can find them on Twitter. And there have been news articles about them. There are these literal fridges, sure. <laughs> literal pantries in people's front yards that the food is free for anyone. Nice. And people are making meals and are making large batches of soup or lasagna or whatever it is that they want to make. And then they bring them to the free fridges and they put them in there and people can just come and take what they need. Wow. Yeah. And it's perishable. Like it's not just non-perishable mm -hmm. items. It's actual food that's been prepared. And it's more meals. than a jar of peanut butter. More than a jar of peanut butter. That's amazing. Not that there's anything wrong with a jar of peanut butter. Not even remotely. Another thing I'd love to throw out there, especially for those local, is the Willamette Week Give Guide. Mm -hmm. This comes out every year. They have an entire, what would you call it, a cold list of different organizations in yeah. different areas of need, from legal need to any sort of niche that you're looking to help out. Yep. Yep. They have gone through and vetted the organizations, and it is a wonderful way to find some very specific people who just need a few more dollars to keep the thing going. Yeah. And normally when the give guide is running, there are also various incentives. Absolutely. So if you're someone who's looking for, you know, a little incentive to help you offset as you give, there are opportunities to win prizes and all kinds of things that go along with that give guide. It's a really great thing to kind of look through and it would be fun if you've got kids we've done it with the kids in the past and it's wonderful yeah. to see them go through and find the area that interests them the most and let them pick out where they want to give the money to help exactly kind of like the counter to the toy catalog yep. <laughs> to find that passionate thing i know several organizations in environmental justice that are in the give guide and folks who work really hard all year to set up their give guide opportunities and prizes and celebrations and all of that. And it's an important tool for those organizations in their year. Yep. There are also just straight up local toy drives. Mm -hmm. And usually if you hit any grocery store of any size, you will find that there is a way for you to give something in that store to whatever toy drive or food drive happens to be going on at the moment. There are also clothing ones, I believe, the local Fred Meyer. Totally. And another thing to think about is checking with your local domestic violence shelter. So for example, 
because of COVID this year, Central Lutheran isn't going to have a physical giving tree where we will be taking ornaments off and have adopted a family. Instead, we're encouraging our members to go directly to the Bradley Engel organization, who is our local domestic violence or one of our local domestic violence shelters. And they have 160 folks that they are helping to create Christmas for and with. And so that opportunity to help give them the things that they're requesting or to offer financial gifts to support their ongoing work throughout the entire year, that's another way to lean into serving a specific population. There are lots of kids. So if you want to buy a toy and know that it's going to go somewhere where there's um, some heartache, check in with the Bradley Angle House. They are a great organization here in the Portland area. Mm -hmm. If your heart is perhaps kind of focused on those who are houseless at this time of year, and you are wondering how you can contribute towards transitional housing or for veterans who are houseless, who are moving into homes. Agape Village is another organization here in the Portland area that Central Lutheran has partnered with since they kind of started their work. And they're an incredible transitional housing project that have built tiny homes and a little tiny home village in order for veterans who have been houseless to be able to begin that transition into housing. And you can connect with them, offer a financial donation, ask what it is they're looking for if you want to give a specific item. But again, remember with COVID, part of the challenge is safely delivering those items when Mm -hmm. we've been asked to stay home. So don't be afraid this year to give financially instead of going out and shopping or having something ordered to your home that you then need to deliver to someone. It's okay to give a financial gift right now. Mm -hmm. At the same time, if you're somebody who absolutely cannot do that for whatever (laughs) reason, we would encourage you to shop local. Lots of small businesses have been hurt a lot by the whole shutdown aspect of everything and limiting the number of people in their stores and shopping local Versus the great almighty Amazon is a wonderful way to help. Absolutely. And even contacting a local shop and like calling them. If they are a boutique store that has never had purpose to have an online presence or to have online sales set up, give them a call, send an email. You may not reach them because the store may be closed, but you can reach out to them on their social media or make that phone call and leave them a message. Be patient. Expect it to take extra time because businesses just are not open. Mm -hmm. But being able to support these organizations and these places so that they remain on the other side of all of this, again, this is about supporting our overarching community. This is about finding ways to use our abundance to build up the entire community. We think about purchasing on Etsy from independent artists. You know, you and I are both uh, fiber people. Mm -hmm. So we think about ordering yarn from independent dyers. All of that kind of stuff matters. At the end of the day, you can even just go direct care. Go straight for mutual aid. Find that person in your friend group who has just been so challenged by this time and ask them what they need, or PayPal, or Venmo them Mm -hmm. the money that you would give out into the organizations that are out there. Because maybe having your friend pay their bills for the month 
is the most powerful thing that you could give this season. Absolutely. It's huge. Mutual aid is a powerful gift that we have for one another right now. You don't get those tax write-offs, but if you're anything like me, you're going to take the whatever standard deduction anyway. (laughs) So those tax write-offs aren't going to do you any good. So engage in that mutual aid, lean into supporting one another as best you're able. Now, for those who may be listening who are not Portland local, there has Mm -hmm. got to be an equivalent in your area. I am just 100% certain. And if you are looking for something, we encourage you to reach out to your local congregation for information on where they would suggest that you would find these places if you can't find them through a Google search. Yep, absolutely. You could even contact and say, who are your local benevolences? That's kind of the terminology. Is that the fancy way? That's the fancy way. Benevolence is where you give your money to. Mm -hmm. And so if you have a congregation and ask, what are your local benevolence partners? Who do you normally partner with for this kind of work and this kind of thing? Most congregations will be able to answer that. Keep in mind, again, many congregations are closed right now. The easiest way you're going to reach them is by reaching out by email or some kind of electronic means in case they are not actually working from the facility, in Mm -hmm. case, like Central, they are working from home. Now, for the actual gift givers out there, Mm -hmm. shopping local is one way, but there are also lots of companies out there that will donate something for every purchase that you make through them. And there are big ones like Tom's, who the shoe people, and Mm -hmm. Bombas, who are the sock people. Mm-hmm. But there's more, and there's other incredibly diverse ones out there, like my absolute favorite, which is Who Gives a Crap, which is where I get my toilet paper in a pandemic, yep. so I don't have to go to the store, and I've never been without. Yep. They I will, will say, mm-hmm. I started ordering from them as well during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. They will donate to help build toilets, correct, from around the yes. world? Yep. And another organization that is a Portland local organization, but you can order from anywhere, is Glad Rags, and they are a menstrual product that is cotton-based and so reusable mm-hmm. pads. And they, I know, have given, for example, to Smirk, which is an amazing local organization that supports LGBTQIA youth. And Glad Rags has been able to give them product in order to help folks have what they need for menstruation. So nice. it's another really great organization that does that giving back. Now, these are not exhaustive lists by any means. So please feel free to take a few minutes, Google away. Another few, if you're thinking globally, Heifer International is an absolute favorite of my family because we love to give baby chicks and bunnies (laughs) and all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And another great organization to kind of look at for that international is ELCA Good Gifts. And so if you are a Lutheran and you're interested in giving through the Good Gifts program, that's very similar to Heifer International, might actually partner with Heifer in some ways. And they kind of open that opportunity to give in honor of someone with something that will make long-term lasting sustainable impact. Similarly, Bread for the World is another organization that does this incredibly long-term work. Bread for the World is an organization that works on legislation and on making changes far upstream Mm -hmm. to try and help end world hunger at a large systemic level. So if you're looking for feeding people directly, you can go to a free fridge in your area. 
or you can go to your local food pantry, or you can contact Bread for the World and work on changing the legislation around food, in the food industry in our country and across the world. Excellent. Okay, we do have one final caveat, and I'm going to let you deliver this. The piece that comes with this is to do your research. Find out who you're giving your finances to. Find out who you're supporting, what they do, who they are. Learn about them a little bit. But the spiritual component to that is once you've given your money, give your money. When we hold on to it and we want to keep the strings attached and we want to keep our own control, like contacting and saying, well, how did you use the $10 that I sent you? Not only are we taking time from the people who are doing the hard work, but we're not practicing that spiritual side of this, which is to give away abundance, to trust that people will use this to build up their community and do the best with it that they can. And if you've taken time to learn who they are and what the organizations are that you're giving to, you can let go with a free heart and celebrate that gift that you get to give. It's an astonishing opportunity. The other side of that is, If you're doing things like mutual care and direct aid, if you're giving to your friends, don't do it with strings attached. Don't question why all of a sudden they're going to get their nails done when you just helped them pay their bills. Because when we give the gifts, we give them to give, not to be in control. So practice that. Practice having that open heart. Practice offering your abundance. I promise you, in time, with practice, not at first and not easily, this will be something that brings an amazing amount of joy into your life. It's totally worth the work. Wonderful. Okay, that brings me to my last question. Do you have a favorite that you like to give to or a favorite thing you like to buy knowing that there's going to be a donation made? That's a really great question. I try very hard to shop local whenever I can or to purchase from independent business owners. So that matters to me in the same way when I'm purchasing patterns and things like that. I'm trying to choose where I'm sending my money and how it's going to go. I would be remiss if I didn't say I tithe to Central Lutheran because I believe in this congregation's mission and I believe in the ministry of this congregation. I believe in what they do in this world and how they work so hard and with such intense love to be a place and a space of hope. And so Tristan and I tend to make the decision to give an extra gift at Christmas when we have the capacity to, to Central Lutheran, because we believe in the mission and the ministry of this congregation. And so that is one place. This year, we will probably also be giving to Willamette Riverkeeper, who are in the give guide that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. They're an organization that work on environmental justice issues and on keeping our Willamette River in beautiful shape. And so that is an organization where we know the people and we know who are involved with it and we trust them. And we know their work is important as we fight for really the upcoming biggest concern of our generation is going to continue to be climate change and the climate crisis. And so their work here locally, regionally is work that we will be supporting this year. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Giving Tuesday and giving in general. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you all for practicing generosity, for daring to give away out of your abundance. 
Whether it's $1 or $1,000 or a million dollars, it is an incredible, bold act of faith and courage. May you find hope in getting to give, and may you see just how much better our world can be when we do these things together. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.